How do gym and fitness studio owners create wealth, have fun, and change thousands of lives while doing so? If you want to uncover the secrets of lead generation, become a master at sales, and learn how to build a lucrative fitness business, well then this is the perfect podcast for you. I'm Zach Kruk, and welcome to the Studio Empire Podcast. All right, in today's episode, we're gonna be covering a pretty powerful topic, and that is conflict resolution. Specifically, in today's podcast, we're gonna be talking about how to handle difficult employees. So I'll tell you two stories, and the first one is gonna be another person who I've seen handle conflict resolution with really awesome results, and the second story is going to show you how I've come to handle conflict resolution with employees. And I wanna give you two different perspectives, two different ideas on this topic because the other guy that I've seen do it and it worked really well he just operates a little bit differently than I do so there's no right or wrong way to approach conflict resolution but there are obviously certain methods that you can do to optimize the outcome that you want So when I say conflict resolution, I'm talking about in very simple terms, just a difficult employee. If one of your trainers is running late all the time, if they're texting on their phone and not checking members in when they're supposed to be, if they're not delivering a five-star class experience and you know they could be, anything like that, or the employee's not fulfilling expectations that you have as the owner of your business, that's what we're gonna be covering in today's episode. So conflict resolution, this is a powerful thing too. This is definitely a skill set that you want to have to be able to lead your employees and your business to success, to reach your vision. If you don't have the skill of conflict resolution and you have one, two, three difficult employees, it is literally going to be impossible to reach your revenue or membership goals. So I hope you guys get some good nuggets in today's episode and let's get started. So I've worked in the past for a lot of different people. I've been around a lot of different personality types as I'm sure you guys have too. But the way that this guy, the first guy handled conflict resolution always stuck out to me because the outcome was exactly what he wanted for the business. So it was a successful outcome, but it just may not be the way that you want to operate as a human. And again, this is not a wrong way or a bad way to do it. It kind of just depends how you want to live your life and what you want to be known as. So I used to be a head coach at Orange Theory Fitness and we had a guy from corporate who acted as a consultant for our studio. So he flew into our city and was only with us for about a week. So the first day he gets there, he held a meeting with the entire team, told us why he was there and what his expectations were. Everyone on the team verbalized that they understood and then he immediately got to work and started training us on systems, scripts, improving some of our processes, and basically just what a consultant does for a business to make it more successful. The first day he was there, about five or six hours in, he ended up firing one of the employees. Now this employee had been one of the veterans, so she definitely was not new to the business and she was liked by a lot of members, but that did not matter to this consultant. At the end of the day, he's looking out for the best interest of the business. The reason that he fired this employee was because of attitude. So he came in, set the expectations for the studio, experienced negativity and attitude with this employee, and then just immediately got rid of her. Now this might sound harsh to some of you, but this has completely set the tone for the rest of the employees. So not only did he set expectations, but his actions fulfilled his expectations. If he had let the employee stay and she continued to have a really negative and bad attitude, what does that say to the other employees? 
Well, it lets everybody in the studio know that this guy's not serious, his expectations don't matter, and you're basically free to come to work with a bad attitude. So in just a matter of a few hours, this consultant fixed the negativity and gossip problem in the business. Negativity and gossip, by the way, will absolutely destroy your business. You will not efficiently be able to move forward if you have employees who operate like this. Anyways, a couple days goes by and he's training us on a kind of more advanced and complex system that had to do with like lead tracking. And it was vitally important to the business that each employee knew exactly how to implement this system. All of us verbalized that we understood the system and we knew and were capable on how to do it. And we would do it. And then the next day comes around and one of the other employees is not implementing the system properly. And guess what happened? He was fired immediately too. So once again, what does this do to the business and the team? It speaks volumes that if you're telling the leader in the business that you understand and that you will be implementing it, and then you fail to do what you just said, then there's no need for you in the business. So then every single employee sees that within four days that two of the weakest links of the business have been let go. That immediately raises the level of effort and work from all the other employees and it released the business from these constraints and allowed that studio to move forward very quickly, which is what we did. So again, you might not wanna be known as the person or the owner who just fires anybody without a second thought, but from my experience, seeing that happen and then watching the business start to grow immediately after letting go of those constraints, that was kind of a pivotal moment in my mind that I still think about today. What employees come to your mind who are holding your business back? And what needs to happen to let go of those constraints and move your business forward? Okay, so that's one way to handle conflict resolution is to not even give it a second thought and just get rid of the problem, get rid of the constraints and move on. So let me give you the way that I've come to handle conflict resolution over the years. So I'm big on human perspective and mentorship. I'm also big on understanding that at the end of the day, your studio is a business and you need to guard your business with everything that you have. But I also seek to understand perspective. And if I feel that I can assist this person or employee and understanding my perspective too, that that's also a powerful way to handle difficult employees and come to a faster resolution. So I don't let anything slide. So anytime I have an employee that's not hitting their numbers, that's late to work, that's not bringing their A game to coaching classes, I address it with them that same day. So I use the example of an employee being late because this is one that I hear my clients say all the time, that they have a trainer that is late a couple times a week and it's kind of normal because the employee lives far away from the studio, they're stuck in traffic, and they have every excuse in the book, and then the owner ends up letting it slide, and then nothing ever gets resolved. If you allow this to happen in your business, you are not being the best leader. This is not how the top CEOs, the top 1% of owners in their industries operate. They don't let things slide like this, especially when it comes to being on time, which should be a given in business. So what happens if an employee's late? I let them teach class, and then right after the class, if there's not another class immediately after that, I ask if they have five minutes to talk. Obviously, they know what it's about. So one powerful method and technique that I use and that we teach in our program is to ask questions that start with what or how. So in an instance where one of my employees is late, I would sit them down and then ask a what question. What's the reason you were late today? What questions allow the listener's brain to engage in critical thinking and respond with a valid answer? 
What questions also don't come off as an offensive question? Think about the difference in these two phrases. What's the reason you were late today? As opposed to why were you late today? Why questions tend to come off to the listener as an offensive question. What usually happens when you ask why questions is that it shuts off the logical and reasoning part of the person's brain. So it essentially inhibits critical thinking and the person will become defensive with their response and it makes it very difficult to come to a solid resolution. So I would open it up with, what was the reason that you were late today? And I would probably say it just in that tone too. A tone that comes off as seeking to understand instead of angry. So in my mind, even though I know being late is not acceptable whatsoever, usually the person, the trainer, is gonna have some type of reason or excuse. They're gonna say something like, I was stuck in traffic, I forgot my phone and had to turn around real quick or something like that. These are all excuses and these are not valid reasons or acceptable reasons that allow them to validate being late to work. So we're fully engaged, Uh, me and the trainer employed now in conversation, they're explaining to me the reason that they're late and then I would follow up with a how question and it's usually something like, how can I help you be on time? So the reason I phrase it like this is because it disarms them with any excuse at all. They're really not gonna say anything like, oh, you can help me by texting me reminders every single day. They're not gonna ask you to do something like that so what it does it gets them to think that there's actually nothing that's a that this other person can do to help me be on time so in their brain they start to think and realize that well this is actually my fault and it's my responsibility to be on time so when you start asking intelligent questions like this it starts to get your employees and your difficult employees to start thinking just in a higher level manner where I've seen other owners or managers approach situations and they'll say why were you late today and then they'll follow up with it's super important that you're on time because then the members get mad at you then I have to check the class in blah 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 and then the other person is just trying to get out of this situation and come up with additional excuses to why they were late and then they'll say it won't ever happen again but then it continues to happen and nothing ever gets solved so also the question how can I help you be on time it allows you to assume responsibility as the owner of your business if you have an employee that continues to be late all the time and you've talked to them about this problem and it continues to happen then honestly it is your fault because that employee is your responsibility they're on your payroll and you're allowing them to be late continuously without doing anything about it like having a more serious conversation with them or letting them go this is your business so assuming responsibility assuming control over your business will allow you to stay in control of your business and hold your team accountable to your expectations I've had to fire several employees before it's never fun but I've usually always given one or two chances. I've always sought to understand their perspectives and their situations. And sometimes employees are going through an extremely difficult time with like family or relationships and they honestly just need some time off, but they're too scared to ask. And if you come at them by seeking to understand their perspective and be a mentor to them, you might uncover some information that you didn't know about. And then you guys can talk through those thoughts and that situation and hopefully come to a resolution so you can keep moving forward now these what and how questions are awesome I use these in conflict resolution with anything even outside of fitness if I have a conflict with one of my friends or a girl or something like that I have adopted these types of questions as my normal behavior patterns now so almost all the time you'll hear me ask what or how questions because it engages the other person fully and allows us to have a deeper conversation about the topic I hope you guys got some awesome value out of this episode today have a beautiful rest of your day and we'll see you soon 
If you liked this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you left a rating and review. Also, you can join our Facebook group and get access to a $1,000 course for free. It's a comprehensive course with step-by-step video training on how to set up Facebook and Instagram ads that'll save you thousands of dollars on expensive marketing agency fees because it's super simple once you learn the process. So to get that course for free, go to facebook.com slash groups slash Studio Empire Circle. That's facebook.com slash groups slash Studio Empire Circle. Love you guys. We'll see you soon.